Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves, them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into Old School 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Had ourselves a busy sports night last night. It was wild. We're going to talk about some of that right here on Old School. Join us in the conversation. 402-464-5685 on the Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, and on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Hey Alexa, play 93.7 The Ticket. By the way, you can do that. Old School, sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. Gentlemen, how's your Tuesday going? It's magnificent, man. <laughs> When uh, <laughs> uh, I'm we, sorry, we, we, I... we, we're gonna name something. Sipilisms, sipilisms. Every just now every, and then, every quote that he gives us. That's uh, every now and then. Man. That's I need extraordinary. To ask, yeah, I need to ask Jake for a bunch of just like weird sounders from Sip. Just his little and then put together. Yeah, put together but, like but, a, a sounder. Just like because when Sip is, he could be a hype man too. When you say oh. Uh, Derek Pearson, he's a great little lineman. Derek Pearson, yeah, Derek Pearson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Tell yeah. me, yeah. But, but you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Be but careful. then we got to make sure. We got to also keep a timer on Sip leaving, how busy he is, and what time he goes to bed. The, the thing is that him staying up to midnight, that's a. Whew. Yeah, that's that, that nine o'clock guy staying up to midnight. That's a desert. Because I'm an early go to bed guy, but if, if, if I get past my like, like sleep, then I'm going to be up. Mm hmm. Like if you can kind of like keep me up past like the, you know like the whenever you normally go normally to sleep. go to bed, yeah, then you get in twelve, two, three o'clock, <laughs> and that's what. And I almost texted DP at five four forty nine this morning. Then I was like, you know what? Well, first of all, I was like, this brother ain't up because I'm pretty sure he's Facts. good work, right? So then I was like, first of all, he, ain't he was up. probably up till three and he finally fell asleep, right? So I'm like, I don't want to be that guy if he's just getting to sleep and has some stuff going on or whatever. Then I was like, all right, I was going to text him. Then I was like, nah. Then I was like, oh, should I text him at six or seven? Nah, I'll just see him. Then we see him, then talking to him. I didn't even text him. Um, so, but now that I, I, know, I don't, but now that I know Sipple's up, I'm just going to blow his, t- just to blow his text up. Yeah. Just on GP. Necessary. Just for- I don't answer. So I don't. My rule is so when I go to sleep, my the phone does not come in, into my bedroom. Like I, I, I refuse. So if something happens while I'm sleeping, it just happens. It just happens. Like that's right. just how that is. So you can text all you want. I'll see it in the morning. I got um, you. And I'll get the report. You know, hey, guess what? <laughs> DP's got to get his 20 minutes of sleep. 
<laughs> You're right. Well, I try to stay. You need to have the thing like around town. Where's Where's DP? Since y'all did me did to me like that at the game. Home. Well, I know what they at home, but everybody like gotta... does most of his stuff at home on his on his, on his computers doing that his is Zoom, true. Zoom meetings. Yeah. yeah, I'm home. Like you know, I'll, I'll but we could do we could do if you do see DP out and about. Let us know if they see me. Hashtag take a picture. Hashtag where's DP? Where's DP? It's in the the haymarket. I picture his office at home is like a command center. Like he has like five or six TVs Mm -hmm. or like computer screens. Definitely. And then okay, this is Zoom. This is my ten o'clock Zoom. Eleven thirty. Two. Yep. This is my lunch, so I'm gonna catch up on sports. A little swivel chair. Right, yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. I'm here. Right. Yep. Yeah. And just Got change this. it. You know how you could like in the uh, cartoon, you quick could just change. Ch- <laughs> quick change the tie. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's just, it's just clip. It's just clip. Right. Just a little Rips clip on. Right. <laughs> that he's was like, that was Saturday because you do. Some, then he's like, he's looking, sports. He's, he's looking up there and, he, and then he then it goes over. Becky, give me this. I only got two I need, minutes. I, I need the red one. I need the red one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and he just turns. You jump in between from from Husker gear from sports gear. To, to to blazer and, yeah. and shirt, uh, take the hat off, you know. It's like one of those quick change magicians where you just put up the little thing and you just like shake it yeah. for like half a second and you put it down right. and he's in a suit. Yeah. John Clayton from, from ESPN. Right. Yeah. You know? the funniest <laughs> just thing. let your hair down. Yeah, just <laughs> let the hair down and have at it. I was doing uh, some TV work with uh, uh, Comcast Sportsnet down in Houston. I was down doing stuff with the Texans. And so, you know, I went to the NFL broadcast boot camp. So they're kind of, you know, they're when you got to get there, they, you know, they grade your suits and all. I mean, the stuff that just is really just a bunch it's a of bull. Yeah. But it's a bunch of bull. Because if you do get one of those jobs, they're going to pretty much have a tailor for you and kind of tell you and show you what you want to wear. Mm-hmm. So you just bring suits that you have. So, you know, every day that you go and you're, say, you're doing a, a pregame thing or you're breaking down a play and they kind of flash to you for like what 10 seconds you know you see like troy aikman and those guys before so you do yeah. all the whole deal right so you always you mean you got your head to toe in a suit so you know when i was traveling back and forth you know you get on the plane and you make sure you want to get it hung up and all that so you know you, you know i've changed in iah or you know airport and hobby airport plenty of times and head right to the studio so we do it and, and indy clue is down there um and he's you know, one of my good friends, and, you know, he's a former Texan living down there, went to Rice. So we're going, and I remember it was a Saturday night, so we did all the regular post-game stuff. But then we had to go on real late because Pac-12, right? Mm-hmm. So we did a late one. And so you kind of go, and they give you kind of like a little, I don't know, cubicle office. You want to, you know, catch up with, you know, your family or whatever you, you need to do or take a nap. So I'm still in my suit, just untied my tie a little bit, and then get in. <laughs> so we get behind the desk, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in there, and I'm ready to go, and I'm sitting in the three spot. ND was next to me. Well, ND comes in. He just has a suit jacket on, a, sh- a shirt, tie, boxers, and his shoes. He's all go, yeah. Once I leave here, then I'm putting on my sweatpants. It's just funny because we all, <laughs> all three of us are in suits, right? And then here he comes. And if you know ND, he's. Six, I mean, you know, from playing the rest, six, five, yeah. you know, I mean, he's in great shape still, you know, like two fit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Here he comes with, you know, some shorts or boxers on, still has his dress socks on. And he's like, oh, yeah. But then the best part about it. So we did our show, came out. And so by that time we leave is two o'clock in the morning. The clubs are out. So we're waiting. They valet our cars just because, you know just part of the deal so we're waiting for our, you know the guy bring our cars there's a guy that must have had too much to drink literally sleep down in houston like out 
And it wasn't like a, you know, a guy didn't have a homeless guy or nothing. Yeah. This is a guy that was just at whatever pub that he, because it was some Irish pub, mm-hmm. had way too much Guinness. And we're sitting there, and I was like, me and Indy, Indy was like, dang, that's going to be a rough Sunday for that dude right there. <laughs> when you know. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Texas, like, if you're, especially for Texans games, they tailgate hard. Yeah. You think they Nebraska, do you know how, hard. like, so the games are at 12. So I'd get to the stadium, let's just say at 9, you know. They're they're there 6 o'clock in the morning. And if you ever been to the Houston Stadium and around it, they have, you know, a couple hotels. It, it, you know, it's kind of hard. And then you got the highway there. Then you got Rice Village. But tailgaters is in, in is overtaken everything because it's not even the tailgate like on site mm-hmm. it's the tailgate for every parking area that you go and park and then even if you like what they'll do is they'll have the front part of like some of the apartments there mm-hmm. um so they'll just say okay for the residents you can't park there for however this day there'll be tailgate there so everywhere you go and it depends on where the the fans are from you'll get a certain type of food and then you ain't if you're walking to the game say it's just like us three at the game Oh no, you're not walking into that game without tasting the food or the drink. Like they literally won't let you go. Becky and Becky and the first Texans game we went to, um, Washington was down there. This was RG three's year. <clears throat> it was the second year. So this is opening day of RG three's second year. I do remember that, yeah. Right. And so we we park in what you would think is a it's a connected lot, but you've got a little bit of a walk. Not a great walk, but enough yeah. of a walk. You can clearly see the stadium. Right, you can see the stadium, but you're going to go through. There's some neighborhoods, like the back end of neighborhoods that are there, (laughs) and you're going to walk through. And, I mean, we probably took ten steps before shots were forced upon us at 930 in the morning. And then more shots and then food. Yeah. And then – so I've never had steak on a paper plate before. Like cut up, steak. Strong paper cut up plate? steak, cut up steak, cut up steak, where they grill the steaks, yeah. cut them up into cubes for you, oh, yeah. marinate them in some sauce, and then they hand them to you on a plate. And as we're walking, like they're like, take it with you. Right. So by the time you eat the f- six piece of steak, somebody comes along with, some with shrimp, it. Or yeah, gumbo or crawfish. Right. It's another thing, and then you burgers, just get hit all the way through. Yeah. And I'm you'd like, be drunk, sta- you'd be drunk and full and drunk by the time you get there. By the time there you, you go, get there, you don't have to spend any money in the stadium. Well, exactly. Well, and then, it, and then a, a, what was weird was once we got inside, a thunderstorm hit, so the stadium was open <laughs> until the, yeah. the clouds hit, and then it was a terrible storm, but they pulled the roof over. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, as we walked around the, the concourse, they've set it up there that you can't take more than 10 steps without a new – thing for you to, to buy drink. yeah like for you Whether to eat clothes, a drink clothes like it's 10 trinkets steps. yeah smart it's 10 steps and then they have people going around uh whether you're at the club level or you as you're going up to you know the escalators mm-hmm. that once you get off an escalator going up there's you, you know people like selling drinks and stuff like that there i mean it's definitely and then it's funny is like because on one like the if you cut the stadium in half right mm-hmm. um so if you cut it in half this way to the right and closest to, I think it's six ten, is like a little bit wilder tailgates. Yeah. Those, but then on the other side, which is probably more corporate, 
is like if you were walking, oh, you, you you'd have some white wine. You would sit, you would talk about how your night was. You went to the so and so gala, and you, you stayed, stopped there, and like you, you stopped yeah, there, and like, you stay. Oh, where did where are you from? Oh, we're from. We know the McNairs from Kentucky, and we stayed at the Intercontinental. We've been there for a week, or we stayed at the Houstonian. I had you know two yeah. massages and yeah. a full on like spa day. You know, I mean, there. You know, it's a whole. Di- I mean, it's a whole different deal over there. And then you take like three steps to, and then to you your right, it, and this guy's right. just like, yeah, I just got done pouring cement. At the yes. school, and then you got music going and and and, and all types of stuff. It, it I'm like twelve. I'm like different. twelve beers deep. Right. Can't wait for the Texas to win. And and they they and they don't. And, and then, and then, well, a, and well, then they, after they, the game, they were then because they had this is this is Apex JJ Watt. Mm. This is JJ. This is pre Deshaun. So matter of fact, it might have been Fitzmagic. No, it was no. Uh, Matt Shop. Shop. Yeah. yeah. So going through that Gary era, Kubiak. Right. Andre Johnson. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. They, that was a fun Texans team. That was. Yeah. I mean, my friend always was on and that then, team. Yeah, and then you know they were. Clowney still was re- late on that team. That uh, and they uh, were still g- good. Uh, Merciless. Whitney Merciless. Whitney, yes. Whitney Merciless. They had J.J. Watt. Um, uh, they had Brian Cushing while he was still. The, they call him. While the he was fun, still saying Still juice. I yeah. mean, they they call him juice. I oh. mean, he's he was full. I mean, that kid's been on steroids was that, since high school. Was that Brian Cushing, J.J. Watt, headbutting helmets. Yes, yeah, that, that, that was Brian yes. Cushing headbutting the guy from Cleveland. Well, here's what people don't don't know about J.J. Watt. You know when he always cuts his nose, he mm-hmm. does that on a, on his own. It was like a marketing thing. Mm. But it, it worked. It wor- I mean, it worked. Yeah. Everybody bought it. Yeah, and they had a good. They, you know, they had Dwayne Brown, Virginia Tech. You talking about alignment? I remember the first time I met Dwayne Brown. Huge hands. And Jeez. I mean, he but. Yoked up to the gills. I mean, you, most big linemen, most linemen, like even Jonathan Ogden, like he, he's, you know, he, Jonathan is 6'9", but he wasn't like very muscular. Like Willie Rofe was just huge. Like mm-hmm. Orlando Pace was not like he was just big and like long, like Flozell Adams big. So you weren't seeing like, you know, I know Sip talk, All you, the muscles. you weren't seeing like definition in the deltoids and the difference between this big old deltoid and big old arms. And like the arm was big, but it wasn't it wasn't it was like, no fat. Yeah. Yeah, right? Dwayne Brown, when he I was like, damn. What are you doing? Right. And you and you went to Virginia Tech? I'm sitting here thinking like, what were all these other schools doing? <laughs> like, this brother right here looks like something out of computer like out of the computer. Um Somebody took him out the lab. Right. Created and the same him. thing like with Andre Johnson would come walking in there. He like an underclass he like a Young, to, you know, junior walking in. I was like, I remember telling uh, Jamie Sharp, I was like, yeah, that's that right there is a Hall of Famer right there. And then he just commenced to working out on everybody from day one. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted the picture of it was just it was just a standstill picture of him lining up against the Tennessee Titans quarterback. And it was like, everybody knows what happens after this. But that was brewing for like, if you ever have Andre tell the story, that was brewing for years. Oh, yeah. And Andre's not that guy, though. He's not, he's not like, like if you, like he's not a, he's not like a normal, like Miami, you know, receiver. like he'll be excited if he hits a touchdown, but he's not like Michael Irvin and all that. But if you push the wrong button, like if you just keep, then you just going to get the business. And he tough as all get out though. And a great dude. There, there, there aren't, it's interesting that we don't highlight the good dudes. Enough. It's weird because. He should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot hall, or, or like a Hall of Fame dude. How long do you have to wait after you retire? Five years. Five years. And this is his first year. 
to be eligible. See, the first bat he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Numbers, production, everything, right? First ballot Hall of Fame dude on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, community involved. Community involved. Yeah. Never in trouble. Always done the right thing. Always accountable. Only held out once when he was grossly underpaid, and then he went on and had like led the league in receiving both receptions and yards. There's not one teammate that's played, at least of my knowledge, that has played with him and has had anything but the utmost respect for him. And for him, like when you talk to him, he's he's a he's that dude, man. I mean, he's just he he's a superstar. He was the first one in the Texans Hall of Fame or Ring of Fame, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But unlike other guys that are going to go in, he's a guy that I might talk to Andre just via text. Wish I always wish him, you know, Merry Christmas and New Year's. And then um, always when the when we have alumni weekend, I always kind of reach out to him, right? But I could, if he came in here right now, we'd chop it up for two or three hours. And he would – just because you guys – I know you guys, you good. Yeah. And he would treat you like yeah. – like so like if you guys are in Houston – and say you want to, he just opened up or he's partnering in a restaurant mm-hmm. and you guys wanted to go, he, he would get you in. But he's just that, I mean, and he would be there waiting for you. Who are those guys within this program? So, cause, cause the former players here get together quite a bit. Um, yeah, not as much. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it, it well, yeah, kinda, well COVID kind of shut yeah. down, mm-hmm. but, but before that, there were guys who would get together. I can tell you a guy that played here that, I didn't know 30 years ago. I met him when I was in Utah, and he was just exceptional. But Roger Craig might yeah. be the nicest human being right. um, ever. Ever, Yeah, and you know, the great thing about Roger, he never hardly comes back. And I know Roger um, obviously a lot more now because him and my dad have become pretty close because of the whole Hall of Fame thing. Mm. He's actually from Iowa. But when I was out and I got – uh, picked up by San Francisco and um that you know look you know it's like I know the end of my career is coming um you know you know you want to get as many by that time it became a business I'm seeing how many more years I can get with retirement and all the other stuff but I got and then I wanted to go somewhere where I could you know play in the playoffs so I get out to San Francisco um and they had some Nebraska ties like with their assistant GMs and all that which I didn't know they were from Nebraska so I get out there and before you can kind of get settled in and, you know, bring your family out there, you know, you're staying in a hotel. And up until now, you know, their facilities were the same facilities like Jerry Rice and all those guys. Are. So it was pretty old. Like we would eat breakfast outside in, in, in the Bay Area in the morning. It's pretty cold. Mm-hmm. So, um, but still a great organization. And so I get there and I'll never forget. So we go and, and we're playing and we're staying at the team hotel and, I catch a ride with this guy named Moran Norris because I didn't have my vehicle then, you know. So, you know, you you got bum rides and stuff like that. So we get in, player parking, and, again, we're there early. So if the game's at 3 or 4 o'clock, you know, we're there at noon, 1 o'clock. Roger Craig is waiting for me right there. He's like, I've been waiting for you for 30 minutes. He's like, I, I had to come early today because I know you're a former Husker and I want you and I want to welcome you to the 49ers. And he's like, if there's anything that you need, make sure you let me know and so forth and so on. And that's how the relationship with me and him started. We have a mutual friend back in Minnesota that kind of does stuff for Roger and my dad. And, you know, the Super Bowl a couple years ago, we spent a lot of time together. I mean, he is a solid dude. Solid. I mean, in solid probably isn't even giving him enough credit. 
it's he was he's I mean, a great dude gracious right um super humble right um I, I can remember even being in salt lake with the show there and it's me and ron boone and we would call roger once a month and he would be on time like he would be oh yeah he's not like hey you know it's our it's our monthly date and i'm like oh yeah bro oh okay yeah you know <laughs> yeah. like do he's you want to remind you yeah he's <laughs> like hey you, you guys want me i'm like right. you're roger freaking craig yes we want you the answer is always right. yes. The answer yeah. is yes, but that was gracious. I, I'd like to go through that, through some of the guy, the Husker guys who who got to the league and just handled their business. Like, they're good people. Because we don't talk – we talk about the knucklehead stuff, but they're good people. Most, and most of the program. guys, that, at least that I played with and know, are all good dudes. I, I, mean, I, I want to go, wanna go through dudes. that. I want to go through that because yeah. I want to give them some flowers while we can do it. Um, but up next, you know – Rico will give his flowers. He'll tell us what's up next. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.